This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 57 of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. We are in week number eight now of the hockey hiatus due to coronavirus. And we're getting through. Some states are starting to reopen. Some counties in Pennsylvania specifically getting slated to reopen. But unfortunately, none of the ones that we're in. So we're stuck inside for a couple more weeks at least. My name is Nick Berlansky and I am joined as always by my co-host Nick Horwat. How have you been this past? I guess it's only been a couple days since I've talked to you. So how has it been the past couple days? Not bad, not bad. I mean, yeah, the state's starting to reopen uh, little by little. Um, the golf courses are open. I have to check to see if the course close to Hell me is yeah. open, um, <laughs> just so I can do something outside. And honestly, it's strange to say that I'm a little okay that I'm not working at Stage A right now because tonight would have been our first outdoor show of the season. So you would have, so, you know, those outdoor season snapshots would have been coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and um today would have been a sold out dubstep show so yeah you're not big a fan of dubstep are you i've just worked so many of them and i've just started to realize that all dubstep is literally the exact same the only thing that sets each dubstep artist apart is the theatrics and the show and honestly a lot of them are really good like i'm not gonna lie it's just the music is very repetitive and you get over it after a while and it's a good thing that you mentioned music because that is actually going to lean into our first topic of discussion today. We're going to talk about individual versus team goal songs. And then we're also going to be joined a little bit later by Elena, who you can see at Life of Elena or at The Life of Elena on Twitter. And she will be joining us to talk a little bit about her quest to visit every NHL arena as well as her takes on this season's Pittsburgh Penguins team. So that's coming up a little bit later, but like I mentioned, you were talking about dubstep earlier. The one thing that has been kind of starting to spread throughout the league, teams such as the Washington Capitals and the San Jose Sharks have already started to do it. It's individual goal songs where each player picks a goal song that once they score the goal, that song is the one that is played. Now it's that or the classic team goal song. Mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Penguins right now have jump around and that has caused enough of a stir. We used to have party hard. That caused a stir at first too. So, my question to you, Horwat, is which one do you prefer, an individual goal song or stick with the tried-and-true team goal song? I mean, I like the idea of an individual goal song. I mean, it's very comparable to what MLB does with their walk-up songs and what they have been doing for years with walk-up songs. Because, I mean, it really staples a player to something. Like, I can't hear the Rolling Stones jumping Jack Flash without hearing the PNC uh, announcer, you know, announcing Jack Wilson is coming to bat because it's just ingrained in my memory anymore so I, i'm really all for i'm all about the personal goal songs i mean what's before we even get into the debate what's your side on it individual goal songs it is something that would let us see a little bit more of the personality of some of the players but at the same time this is something in hockey that there's certain statutes of hockey that set it apart from different sports and i think the goal song to me is one of those things, especially you look at a team like the Blackhawks have Chelsea Dagger. You look at the Maple Leafs have the Hall & Oates song. Team goal songs kind of helps lend to the atmosphere of a hockey game. And you mentioned, yes, it's sort of similar to 
hey, it's like a walk-up song in baseball. But to me, hockey's a lot more of a team sport, whereas baseball, yes, it is his song because he is coming up the bat, and it's going to be him versus the pitcher, and it's one-on-one. Hockey, it's more of a team aspect, so I feel like a team goal song kind of lends itself to that sport a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, without team goal songs, you'd mention, like, we wouldn't – I mean, we would probably still have them, but we wouldn't, you know, know – Chelsea Dagger by the Fratels. We wouldn't. We probably wouldn't have the Brass Bonanza. I mean, there are there are all these great goal songs that come from it, and you know these things that now get stapled to teams, and it's a really good thing because, yeah, the NHL is very much a team sport and always has been, always will be. It's always the guy saying, "Well, it's whatever is best for the team. We're just trying to win as a team." All this, but getting down to it, I'd have to say like, when it comes to the NHL in these other sports, what sets other sports apart for the most part really is the inclusion of all these players and their personalities. It's the NBA, you know, taking LeBron James, taking the great late, the late great Kobe Bryant and running with their images and pro- and like promoting them, them as stars and as players. And a goal song for the NHL is a great way to do that, to grow the sport as a whole by maybe showing off one or two players in particular, more than others. Let's say Connor McDavid was to choose. I couldn't think of a song that he would choose or what <laughs> would be fitting for him. But you, if you could stick like a goal song for him, and it's some va- and some really popular music that a lot of people can get behind. Now you got a lot more people from that crowd of music coming in to see. Well, who's this Connor McDavid fellow, and why does he have this song stapled to him? It is important that the NHL players start showing their personalities a little bit more, especially when the league is getting younger and younger. I think these guys are more and more willing to show their personality, and you see it in the way that they dress going into the arena. You see it in all kinds of the stuff that they do, the way they play, what they're like on social media, and that's fine, and I get you want to bring that into the game, but to me, goal songs isn't where you do that, and it is the easy. It is one of the easier places you can see, hey, let them pick a goal song. That's great. I just think... When your team scores a goal, it should be an anthem for that team scoring a goal because it is what it means to the entire team. It's so important for the entire team. Whereas, like you mentioned in baseball, all you're doing is going up to bat, and that's before anything happens. If there was individual home run songs, it wouldn't hit the same as an individual walk-up song. So I liken a home run to a goal in that you need a team aspect and a team song to celebrate what just happened and and I do understand that we want to see these guys show their personality a little bit more but to me that can be shown in let them change their visor color if you want let them change their skates if you want switch up other stuff maybe like colors for a stick stuff like that there's different ways that you can show your personality without it having to be the goal song and I get that there's a lot of people that think that is a great way to do it and it is a decent way to do it but to me just the use of a team goal song is something that's sacred to the sport of hockey and i think it's it's really a better way to celebrate a goal than it would be for individual team goal songs yeah and i can see where you're coming from with that i mean not only that but mm-hmm. i found my own issue with it is like then there's like it kind of creates hiccups like we see all the time goals being changed like as to who scored them so it causes some kind of hiccup there where it's oh well this person scored it but you know, maybe this person's song played, like, it could get a little hectic and a little confusing. Yeah. But that's just a small thing that overall I think the team's not really going to care about. 
they're just more or less, hey, you know who scored? The team. We got the whole point. It's cool that a certain song played, I guess, maybe. Who's going to be hell-bent over? Well, I'm upset I didn't get my song played because I was on that score. Like, no one's going to care, really, at that. So like, maybe it will come down to players caring or not. Yeah, and I think the other problem is these guys do show their personalities, and that's fine. But the one the one thing that I, I did have a problem with, and it's not that I have a problem with John Denver. Let me start off by saying that because I love Country Roads, and I love John Denver. But whenever I heard Country Roads playing after TJ Oshie scored mm-hmm. for the Capitals, I was, one, confused because I didn't know about this individual goal thing. And yeah. I was very concerned that the Capitals actually chose that as their team goal song. But then, two, I was like, that, that doesn't hit the same as a normal goal song. And some of these players will pick those songs, and that's fine. That's their personality. Nothing against them. But there are certain songs that shouldn't be a goal song. I know you'll die on the hill saying the Maple Leafs goal song is bad. And it should not be a gold <laughs> song. And I like it. But that's the thing. If you have each of these individual players, it kind of takes away from the in-game experience, which is one of the things the NHL prides itself on. Yeah, and I understand that, too. Like, there are such a thing as good songs that don't fit as goal songs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. As someone who me who grew up listening to a like as wide variety of music as possible, I kind of gravitated toward, you know, team school songs and trying to learn as much as I could because it's what made me love hockey more was knowing they had these songs. And great, it was hard to do when almost all of them were either Song 2 or Rock and Roll by Gary Glitter. <laughs> but, I mean, past that, though, you got some really good ones. You got Anaheim using a Pennywise song, Dallas having a song created for them, the New York yeah. Rangers, I believe it's a song that's created for them. I know none of the history, but it's, might be my favorite one in the league but if you had to add players to it now you're getting like as a kid who was like me maybe wanting to get more into hockey but loves music well now all these players have their own songs what do you do if like you're one of those kids and you realize hey this player on i don't know the colorado avalanche you know the atlanta thrashers yeah for sure (laughs) they chose they chose their goal song and it happens to be a song that meant a lot to me you know, and now this guy is not only following hockey, he's following that individual, he's following that team, and it kind of grows the game in a different way because you're broadening the scope of music fans that you're bringing in. And, you know, before we end this discussion, I'm, I have a short list that I was watching a video on if players were to select their goal songs. I, get, there's a I got a couple for you, too, here. so we'll, we'll go back and forth on this. Go ahead and uh, read me yours. Um, I hope we don't have the same list. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we will. Okay. I mean, this mine are all All-Stars because it was Steve Dangle's video from the All-Star game where he was asking them. Shea Weber chose Beer Never Broke My Heart by Luke Combs, which I can say is a great song. I wouldn't use it as a goal song, though, because it's not it doesn't have that feel. It's like the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Life is Good by Drake and Future. I don't think I've actually heard that song. That's because I'm not a Drake fan. <laughs> um, Eric Stahl chose Turbulence by Steve Aoki, which... Like more dubstep, and Steve Aoki does set himself apart with his shows. Jack Eichel shows "Time of Our Lives" by Pitbull. Patrick Jack Kane. Eichel's a big music hit head too. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was just a hard question to answer on the spot like that. But yeah, that's true. Um, Patrick Patrick Kane said, "I guess the Hurricanes already kind of play Rocky like a hurricane for if he does certain things." Mm-hmm. Um, so he said he would probably just choose that as his goal song because he's. Well versed in rock music, apparently, and Elias Pettersson was my favorite one. None. I just want to hear the roar of the crowd. <laughs> Those Swedes are a different breed, man. Mm-hmm. They're a different breed. What I actually did, and is that all the ones you have? I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, that's all the ones I had for the video okay. I was watching. I went down, and there is in no way any correlation to any of these players ever saying this. 
but it was just me picking songs for certain players. I like that. Like that would be something Pittsburgh cool Penguins. to do. Yeah. Okay. And I only have a handful here. I think there's what seven here. But I started with Jack Johnson because I figured that was the easiest one, and it's definitely <laughs> "Don't Stop Believing" after he scores. Okay. <laughs> it's an anthem to never giving up because even the most ridiculous things can happen, like Jack Johnson scoring a goal in the NHL. Okay. Brandon Tanev, anybody who follows him or follows us and knows that I've mentioned this several times, he's been putting a Kramer gif on Instagram, his Instagram story every day since this started. So his would definitely be the Seinfeld theme song. Oh, just that bass slap. <laughs> Evgeny Malkin, Fireball by Pitball because he is fire. Okay. Sidney Crosby would be Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. These are good. These are good. Jared McCann because he likes to squat with calves in his hand it's a little bit of a countryside that we didn't know about him he's gonna do ready set roll by chase rice okay chris letang because i don't know why i just thought this would fit him is x gonna give it to you by dmx i like that (laughs) i think that one fits that's the one that this kind of not ridiculous yeah and then the last one is patrick marlowe who when he scores a goal this song is gonna be ringing through ppg paints arena Big Papa by the Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> That's beautiful. But that is my list that I came up with. And I, I challenge anybody out there, come up with some goal songs from what you think the personalities of these players are. Like I said, this has nothing to do with just little hints here and there, a little bit of social media paying attention. So yeah. go ahead and try it. And before we before we go on, I do have one more question. Uh-huh. Actually, I guess it's two more questions. One, what is your favorite goal song in the league? Ooh. Ooh, I think I mentioned before, the New York Rangers one. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that is your favorite. Probably, yeah. Okay, I like Chelsea Dagger by the Blackhawks. Yeah. I think it's the best. And now two, what should the Pittsburgh Penguins goal song be? If it's a team goal song. If it's a team, I don't know. It's so hard to pick one because, I mean, at first I didn't like Party Hard, then it grew on me. At first I didn't like Jump Around, and then I went to that game where we scored seven and came back against – Vancouver. Vancouver. So I heard it 80,000 times. I'm numb to it. <laughs> I've heard it once. <laughs> it's shocking when you hear it, but whenever you've heard it enough, you're kind of used to it. Oh, man, off the top of my head, I don't know. Listen, I've been a proponent of the let's not do jump around anymore thing for a little while now. Yeah. And as much as I like Party Hard, I really think that the pristine way to do this would be Party Hard is the goal song, Party on Fifth Ave is the win song. Right. But if I'm picking what I think is the best for a goal song, just out of nowhere, just one song, best for the goal song, it's Party on Fifth Ave by Mac Miller. Okay. I agree with that, too. It's unique, and I think it's something that fits all the descriptions of what a goal song should be. It's upbeat. It's quick. There's parts of it that there's no swearing in most of it that you can use. So I, I think party hard on fifth or party hard on fifth half. Yeah, just put those two songs together. That's exactly what you should do. No, if part- it's the same BPM, you could find a way. <laughs> well, so, somebody's gonna have to go out there and do that. I am not Dude, gonna try I'm to do that because I'll butcher it. But party on fifth half by Mac Miller. I think that should be the goal song for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jump around. I'm not. I'm not on board with yet. But maybe it's because mm-hmm. I need to hear it more than once. You need to take me to a game where they score nine goals and not just one, and then maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll go for it. Yeah, and uh, another thing too is, um, I was doing, I was looking around for a topic to write about this week for the hockey writers, and you know, I knew we were going to talk about this on the podcast, so I 
was curious. And they did a little digging on what the Penguin players listen to. And Taylor Hassey, I have no idea how to say her last name, um, from DK, did a story, a, a short story on the Penguins' locker room playlist. There, that is run by Brian Dumoulin. It is his thing. Um, even while Definitely he was, would not have picked him as the music guy, but all right. Uh, apparently, he was like, I don't know how it was chosen, but apparently, whenever he was injured, uh, one of the equipment managers continued his role as Brian Dumoulin playing the playlist and everything. But I flipped through a playlist that Taylor Hassey made, and it's mostly dubstep, and I was really sad during most of it because it didn't seem like there was a ton of variation until I, you know, stumbled upon what I can only assume is Malkin's choices, that they were like <laughs> Russian rap songs. <laughs> and they were good. They were actually, I didn't know, I didn't understand a single word, but the beat was really good and the, the rhythm was really good. So I enjoyed those, but um, it was a very weird playlist that also featured ABBA for the Swedes. That's great. I will say whenever I was in high school sports, both football and hockey, one of the best pump up songs before a game was the themes and intro song to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, whenever, I mean, this is completely different to show my side. I never played sports enough to have, like, a theme song for, like, that type of thing. But whenever I did musical, there was always music being played in the in our locker room, you could say, our dressing room. Yeah. And the only song I can remember that ever got played, because it was true. I remember two. The closing night was always Hey Jude afterwards. <laughs> And number two was during every intermission, we had to play Business Time by Flight of the Concords. It's a comedy song. If you have time, go listen to it. It's well worth it. Okay. First of all, I will definitely go listen to it because I've never heard of that song and I'm, I'm intrigued now. And second of all, I did not know you were in musicals. So after the show, I'm definitely going to have to pick your brain about that. That is something I did not know about you. I did but... tech. I wasn't in it. I wasn't okay. able to sing or anything, but I did. Um, I worked crew for... Hey, place. nothing wrong with that. I was in a musical in sixth grade. That was the first and last of my yeah. career, but yeah. So we're going to take a quick break right now, but when we return, we will be joined by Elena, as we mentioned earlier. She's going to join us to talk about her quest to visit every NHL arena and her takes on this season's Pittsburgh Penguins team. This episode of the Tip of the Iceberg is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Got a crazy bush? I may not be a contractor, but even I know that if you trim your hedges, your tree stands taller. This is why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 featuring advanced skin-safe technology to keep your soldier polished and cut free. If you're like me and like to handle this kind of business in the shower, the Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof and features an LED light, so even guys as blind as I am can see what they're doing. If you are listening to me, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and you too can experience it firsthand. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THPN at manscaped.com. Again, that's code THPN for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. 
Welcome back to the tip of the iceberg brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Today, we are going to be joined by a Texas girl with a Pittsburgh heart. You can find her on social media at the life of Elena on Twitter or simply life of Elena on Instagram. Elena, welcome onto the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And how are you down there in Texas? I am great. Thank you all for having me. It's actually beautiful, sunny skies right now, right outside of my my window. So perfect Texas day. How have you been during this past quarantine without hockey? Because I know it's been a struggle up here. How's it been for you? It's been a struggle too. I personally, for me, I am a homebody and I have been enjoying working from home. So those are my positives, but yeah, definitely hockey not being around has been a struggle. I actually live about 10 minutes down the road from the Texas stars, the AHL team for Dallas. So I go there pretty often. So to not be going up there and they're a decent team, I would imagine they would be in the playoffs right now. So to not be going up there once or twice a week, has been really strange. Yeah. The Texas stars just recently won the Calder cup. They were in the finals against, is it Toronto? The Marlies. Yeah. Yeah. The Marlies. Marlies, Yeah. yeah. Um, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. 2018, I think. Um, and then they won in, I think it was 2015, 2014. So last, like, they've only been around, I think this is their 11th season. So in those 11 seasons, they've done really great. They're, it's a great community there. I really enjoy going up there a lot. Well, that's a really easy way to get into hockey when you have a team that good right in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, which, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the day that we're recording right now, it's been exactly 50 days, or no, 51, excuse me, since the last Penguins game. Doesn't I was at seem the like last Penguins home game, by the way. Really? Was that here. was against... What, Car- uh, Carolina? Carolina. What I that? almost said Charlotte talking about the East Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Which did you see? Um, I don't know if y'all have been on Twitter much today, but Charlotte might not be the AHL team for Carolina anymore. I did not see that. Yeah. Huh. I, that again, makes sense. Because I-, I know that whole system's been weird lately because my mom lives in Florida and is pretty close to the Florida Everblades. And they used to be the ECHL system for Carolina, but then the Everblades switched to, I think, Nashville now. Mm-hmm. So they have a whole different system. So if that whole system's getting rocky, I'm not totally surprised. They're trying to, um, and I know we're not supposed to be talking about like AHL stuff. But, <laughs> oh, no, um, you're fine. Yeah, kind of in the middle of it here. Um, so Vegas got San, San Antonio mm-hmm. from St. Louis, and they're moving them from San Antonio to the Vegas area. Mm-hmm. And so Chicago mm-hmm. now was affiliated with Vegas, Chicago Wolves, I think. Yeah, and what I saw today was that Carolina is trying to get the Chicago Wolves. Minor league systems are all finicky, and it's really, really hard to always figure it out because you have the Chicago Wolves, who you would imagine would be the Chicago Blackhawks the entire time, but it's a bidding war, so that'll definitely be interesting. But thankfully, I can keep it straight down here. Texas Stars, (laughs) Dallas Stars. It's they have they have a great setup. It's two and a half hours from their arena to Dallas, and they're good to go. Feed the pipeline. Yeah, exactly. So being from Austin, Texas, by way of Georgia as well, how did you end up becoming a Pittsburgh Penguins fan? So I will say I'm a little nervous to tell y'all because I don't think I've ever told someone who is like born and raised Pittsburgh my story. So y'all are free to judge if you would like. Um, But I actually got into hockey about 10 years ago. Um, I grew up in Athens, Georgia. If anyone's familiar with that, that's the University of Georgia hometown. So I'm college football all day long, or at least that's how I grew up. So, and I think especially 
UGA fans, I see a lot of the same passion and excitement that they have for their team and what a lot of hockey fans have. So I think that's why it's very easy for me to become a hockey fan. Um, but I became a hockey fan a little over 10 years ago. I was working my first job and I had a crush on a guy that I worked with. And he one day mentioned watching hockey with some friends. And I immediately kind of grabbed onto that because I was like, everyone watches football. No one watches hockey. So if I watch it, I'll get his attention because I'm 17 and that's a good idea. And so I started watching it and I actually really got into it. Again, I really, um, I really resonated with the passion that the fans and the community and everything have for the sport. And I think it's just something I really grabbed onto really easily and didn't work out with the guy. He did not care at all that I was watching hockey, so, which is fine. Um, you know, that was a blessing in disguise. So I just kept watching it and really got into it. And a couple weeks into that, again, I was 17. So, you know, doing things for silly reasons. And I was watching a game one day and the little ticker tape at the bottom of the screen, like showed you like upcoming games and stuff like that. Um, one of them was for the Penguins. And I remember sitting in my bedroom and flipped out because penguins are my favorite animal so mm. I have to go watch them and that's how it started <laughs> but 10 years later I can give you a million reasons why I love this sport and love Pittsburgh but yeah it all started because of those two things do you remember what game that was at all I think it was I don't remember exactly what game it was it was December 09 and I actually did not know that they were you know the Just cup the winners. champions yeah um and I think it really stands out in my mind that they might have been playing the Rangers, but okay. I don't think it was any kind of specific. I don't remember anything about the game, but for some reason the Rangers stick out in my mind. Yeah, I guess I wasn't going for which specific game, maybe who they were playing and stuff like that. But other than that, I guess, you know, your love for hockey has grown from there and your Twitter bio now, you know, states that you've been trying to go to every NHL arena. And how many have you been to so far since that all started? Not too much. That really started. I've been in Austin for about four years now. And I would say in the last two years, I got to a point where I had flexibility in my job and stuff like that, that I could travel a lot. Um, and really this season in particular, I've been to seven. If you want to include, I went to the winter classics this year. Oh yeah. that Okay. Yeah. So seven this year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which seven are they? If you're going to, I will have to, um, if, I'll have to like go in my head like when so I actually did three in three days um I did Dallas's home opener I did San Jose's home opener the next day and then I went to Anaheim for their second game of the season but it was against San Jose um and then I went to Chicago on a work trip so I got to see Chicago um I went I've been to Pittsburgh three times this season um most recently I was there the last two home games they had um for the season paused and then Vegas in February and then yeah in the winter classic on New Year's Day which is in Dallas so you've been to six more than I have I've only been to Pittsburgh really yeah you've never done like the drive to Columbus or anything like that I have not I've always wanted to go to MSG so if I'm gonna go to one if I have to pick one it's MSG for sure and if you're there you might as well just do um New Jersey and the Islanders too exactly yeah, just, just get them all. we me and Berlinski almost went to an Islanders game when we took a trip to New York not that long ago but other than that which one has been your favorite? Which ones are you looking forward to going to? Um, to not be biased, I won't say Pittsburgh is my favorite, um, but of course that is. Um, it is really surprising to people. Anaheim was my favorite. Yeah. That makes, um, I can kind of see it, I guess. 
I'm a really big, um, like, I don't listen to anything popular. I don't watch TV or anything like that. I'm really boring. And my siblings say that I'm really old, even though I'm only 28. Um, but 90s rock music is all I listen to. And that's all they play in Anaheim. And it's incredible. Well, I need to get to a game out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was, um, it reminded me a lot of an AHL game and that it's not a lot of theatrics it's it's fun but it's just hey we're just here to play hockey they yeah. play great music and they um something that really stood out to me was they did a lot for like community like every kind of time out and intermission it was oh you know we gifted tickets to um an army veteran and you know we did stuff for the emts in town and stuff like that so you're very involved in the community which stood out to me so which ones are you looking forward to looking forward to i Boston for sure. Um, I have a friend who lives in Boston and I want to go and visit her and go there. Montreal for some reason sticks out in my head. Um, I, I went to Chicago in original six, which was just insane. And I really, I think I really want to hit the rest of the original six next. Um, but Boston and Montreal stick out in my head as ones I want to go to. And then I, I have already said it and putting out in the world, I will be there on Seattle's opening day. There so. you go year two years i'll be there yeah i forget when it is brilliant's gonna have to tell you that one yeah it'll start at the 2021 22 season any of the canadian cities because the way they view hockey compared to the way that we view hockey like we consider ourselves avid fans but i don't know if i can compare until i see what's north of the border right and i've also heard that they all love Sidney crosby so you won't hear any kind of trash talking him when you're in the canadian cities which is nice I'm sure I'll still be getting texts from Hockey Troll telling me all about it. So <laughs> you would be, you know, I I get very surprised. I go see the Penguins every time they're in Dallas, so I've seen them four times. Yeah, in the four years I've been here, Those Dallas fans for some reason have a chip on their shoulder about the Penguins, and I'm like, we have nothing. There's never been any kind of like. I mean, unless they're still holding on grudges from '91 when we beat the Minnesota North Stars, but I'm not they sure. They are so anti North Stars too. So okay, it's, so that's not it. I think they just want something to complain about. And this this current season, um, that game, that game is actually one of my favorite games because it was uh, my parents came to visit and I took them to their first NHL game. And uh, we were playing pretty bad. And Dallas, Ben Bishop, he's a great goalie and he was doing really great. And um, Matt Murray was doing really great for us. And then in the third, Ben Bishop just got distracted by something. And I think it was Tanev that scored first. And then it was like one, two, three, and it was three, zero. And people were so pissed off at me. Oh, that game. Yeah. That may have been Cahoon's first. I, I, don't, I don't remember who scored in that game, but I just remember going into the third period and me thinking, it's Ben Bishop. He's not, he's a stone wall. And then in yeah. that third period, I was just like, oh, maybe not today. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> With everything we, that happened. We were sitting on goal side, like up in, not necessarily nosebleeds, but kind of lower in the upper bowl. And um, we just, we were right there at the goal. Like I saw it clearly when he just kind of moved away and was looking at something. I don't know what, it was very not Bishop-like and huh. it just went in and, and that's when I like turned to my parents. I'm like, this is, this is how we play. <laughs> don't even pay attention to the first two periods. It's also perfect because they only played one out of the three periods. So it, it perfectly in, encompasses what the Pittsburgh Penguins are 95% of the time. Exactly. And honestly, every time I go to Dallas, it's, a, it's probably like 60% Penguins fans in that arena, which is awesome. And we were driving back to Austin that night and I was listening to like the highlights on the radio 
And my stepdad was in the back seat and he was like, why? I thought Dallas didn't score. What's all that cheering? And I was like, that was us. He's like, that's so loud. That that's amazing. So that makes me feel good. And you've said you've been a Penguins fan for about 10 years now. You said in 2009. So a little, we'll, we'll give you 11. We'll give you yeah, 11 on you that. <laughs> so I, I missed 09, unfortunately, but. But you were there for 16 and 17, which leads me to my next question. What is your best Stanley Cup memory for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Um, that it was the 16 cup. It was actually, we, um, we, me and my husband had just gotten to Austin on what day of the week did they win? They won on a Thursday or a Friday, right? Uh, Ooh, yes. 16. They... I don't remember. 17. I remember it was a weekday because I had to work the next day. That's the only reason why I remember. <laughs> I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday. So we got to Austin on a Monday. Um, and they were in the finals and we had just moved into our apartment. I remember we didn't have like any furniture or anything. And, but I had like the TV set up on boxes and I remember watching it and I started screaming and jumping up and down. And my husband comes running in. He's like, we live in an apartment now. You can't do that. I was like, I don't care. The big was just won the Stanley cup and, um, no one at my work knew what I was talking about. So I, it, it really sticks out in my mind because we had just gotten to Austin and this is my first time moving away from my hometown. So it's kind of, you know, new start, you know, new things, a little homesick and to watch them win was really exciting and really helped me kind of get through those first few months in Austin. And then I did, you know, we did it again in 17 and I was same exact thing. I had a TV stand by then, <laughs> but watched them and I screamed and jumped up and down. And then the next year we actually moved into a house that spring. And I was like, Oh crap, did I just jinx us? And then Washington wins. I was like, okay, we have to move back to the apartment. <laughs> the jinx would have been if they lost after you took the TV off the boxes, that yeah. would have been it. I would, I would have been on you for that, but the moving houses thing, no, we're good. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, obviously we've gone on to lose a, couple of bad playoff rounds and right now there just is no season we don't know what was going to happen this year I was a firm believer that we could have probably taken some shot at the cup but as for the rest of the league I guess how would you like to see the rest of the season play out I don't know there's you know I was listening to y'all's most recent episode where um it mentioned how much money has been lost so far and I didn't even think about it in that sense and I'm like that's for someone who is very much, I, I'm an avid Shark Tank watcher. So like when we start talking numbers and stuff, I'm like, oh, that's bad. We need to we need to start playing again. But I was honestly in the camp of just canceling and awarding the president's trophy, which would be to yep. Boston. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they deserve it. I personally thought they should have won last year. So give them the trophy. Don't award the Stanley Cup and just call it a day and then start as normal in September, October. But, you know, when I heard y'all talking about how much money has been lost and, you know, that, that affects a lot of people, you know, not just the players, but the people work at the arenas and, you know, front office and everything like that. If there's any way we can get some kind of revenue going, I think that would be a good idea too. But yeah, that's kind of, I'm very much kind of, I see both sides. Right. I mean, I'm with that too. Like it just all depends on what, um, you know, legally and scientifically has to happen and going forward with that money wise i didn't even know or think about it until last week either so yeah it all just depends on all that it, it's crazy to think about i did see today they're gonna do the draft virtually 
like the NFL did. Did y'all see that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's no other really way to do it. And you don't need to be in person to do a draft like yeah. that. You don't really even need to televise it, but I can see why you would. Cause like you mentioned, that's a billion and a half dollars that you need to make up somewhere. And it's, it's going to be tough when you come back. Cause you're still not going to have fans and you're still not going to have gate revenue and concessions and all of that. And the players definitely don't want to cut a check back to the owners for money they were already paid. So I don't, I don't see that happening. No, definitely not. Um, it, it just, it's, it sucks in every single way, you know, like from, you know, we see hockey as like something really fun for us and entertaining for us and something we're really passionate about, but we're, we've all been affected, you know, and I think right now it's just, what can we do? You know, like you said, like that's safe, but also that can kind of help with income and just, I don't know if there's going to be a great solution either way. People are going to be pissed off any any way it happens. I mean, like here in Texas, they're trying to open up Texas again and everyone's upset, but then everyone's upset if we don't. So I don't know if there's like a win-win situation. Yeah, they basically just told us that in Pennsylvania, starting on Friday, or last Friday, I guess it would be, we get to go golfing and that's about the only thing that they've said. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we can go to the golf course. Well, but... I hope there's some good spring weather, <laughs> you know, coming your way, go we'll golfing. See. Enough of the hard questions. Let me ask you a really easy, simple question here okay. about the Pittsburgh Penguins this year. Because last week when we posted our episode, you mentioned how excited you were to hear the Murray versus Jari debate. So easy question here. What's your take and who should start game one of a hypothetical playoff? Jari. Wow, that was really quick. Yeah, um, for sure, Jari. Um, I, so kind of a crazy thing. I, Phil Kessel's first game back in Pittsburgh in December, um, I drove to Dallas got on a plane, flew to Pittsburgh, went to the game, flew back 16, 17 hours. I think I was there just to go see him. And I had a friend who had tickets and I was like, yeah, I'm going. And watching Jari play was insane. I, of course I'd watched on TV, but watching him in person was insane. And um, I think he's done amazing things. And especially so the AHL team was here um, in January. And so I saw Casey DeSmith play and kick a puck into his own goal. We're sure Jordan would have loved that one, right, Berlansky? Oh, yeah. Bless his heart. And, of course, the person sitting next to me was, like, trying to chirp us, like, oh, you just, you know, your guy just kicked it into your own net. I was like, you're not going to get a rise out of us about Casey DeSmith. I'm sorry. Like, we've seen it all. Don't don't even try. But I just think Jaria has been incredible this year. And, you know, I have been watching the 17 stuff a lot lately, especially I was just watching the interview they did with Gensel and Kunitz and Cullen. And they were talking, you know, about how, especially kind of this year too, like with all injuries, people who weren't kind of shining stars before became them for what they had to do for their team. And I see that that's what he's done for us. And I mean, Murray's not really been uh, injured or anything, but I think he's really stepped up and he's like, this team needs me and I'm going to do it. So, but I think Murray's great too, but yeah, I would say Jari. Yeah. There's no cut and dry answer to that question because you have one that's a two-time Stanley cup champion and who over his career has a decent stat line. And you have another kid who was an all-star this year, was a star this year in all the making. And, and you mentioned the Arizona Coyotes game, which was probably his best game of the season. He was dominant in that game. So it's, it's going to be tough, and I'm very happy I'm not the one making the decision. I can say what I think, but at the end of the day, it's not my axe to grind. So, Exactly. Um, so my friend Ray Ray, who hosts mm -hmm. um, House of Hockey, she and I were talking 
I guess probably sometime in January or February, we were just talking, it was around trade deadline and she was upset about a trade that Chicago made and we were like spouting off our opinions. And then, but what we always say after we finish, we're like, but no one asked us. So I guess it doesn't matter. So no one asked us who we think should start, but that's what we think. That's a great line. I think we should probably put that in our tagline and under every single one of our episodes. So nobody, nobody, nobody asked us, nobody <laughs> asked us, but this is our opinion anyway. Exactly. Now let's get into the fun stuff. You said you love going to Pittsburgh. So here's the important question. What is your favorite place to eat when you visit the city? Oh, um, I have, I guess my number one favorite, and this is one. So um, when I was there, it was, it's been more than a few weeks now, I guess two months now. It was for my birthday. And um, my friend from Georgia came um, with me and we went to meat and potatoes for like my birthday dinner. That was amazing. So I say for like a birthday dinner or like a, a nice occasion, I really liked it. And I think I saw Chris Letang was doing an Instagram Q&A and he said it was one of his favorite restaurants. So I was like, oh, look at me, just hanging out with Chris Letang. <laughs> um, but I, um, I ha when I went to that game against Arizona, my friend took me to the yard, the grilled cheese place. Mm -hmm. It was pretty good for just like, you know, some food before the game. So that might not be the right answers. No, there, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> Take it from two uh, Point Park kids. We love the yard. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Very respectable pricing, yeah. and you get a big portion with it. So that's that's why we loved it. It was about a block away from where we went to college. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. So y'all went to Point Park. Yep. Yeah. My old boss back in Georgia, she volunteers for a dance camp there every summer. It's like a month long, and so she would always bring me stuff back from Pittsburgh when she went. So I'm familiar with Point Park, but I also, I mean, I'm a Georgia girl, born and raised, so any place that has Coca-Cola, I'm in. So, yeah, the yard is definitely thumbs up. I'm just happy you didn't say Permanis. I mean, it's great, but that's that's the easy way out. All, everybody that says answer, that just but... says Permanis, and it's like, well, have you tried anywhere else? I went there my first trip. Me and my husband went there for like a late lunch, and I was excited because they did have Coke products. So I had a Diet Coke with my, with my lunch, but I mean, you know, I, like you said, I think it's kind of a little overdone. Like all, everyone always goes there. So mm. you're supposed to, I like Permanis a lot, but I mean, I would have taken that one. I would even take an Eaton Park if you've never had, if you've ever had that. I still haven't been there. That was on the list for last time, but okay. I guess just, I was hoping that this summer I really wanted to come for like a week or two and just kind of hang out and not do much. Cause I honestly, my husband says probably not, but it's in my plan in the next five years or so to move to Pittsburgh. And that's what I would really like to do. And so I really want to kind of spend some time just hanging around the area and getting used to it and stuff. So definitely mm -hmm. Eaton Park is on the list. Last question, I promise. I'm a talker, so okay, we can good. do this all day. <laughs> good. Other than PPG Paints Arena, because it's my favorite, what is your favorite part of the city that you've seen? Um, North Shore, yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, my friend and I went and met another friend who lives in Pittsburgh there after um, that Sunday game I went to against Carolina and we just sat on a, it was a great weather and we sat on a patio and drank beer for like three hours. And then uh, my friend and I just kind of like walked along the river for like an hour or two. And I kind of like, we walked up to Heinz field, which I had never seen in person and walked up to um, the baseball stadium, which was just, it was weird. I'm really used to, I've been to several Atlanta Braves games in their old stadium and it's kind of like in the middle of a parking lot, but like just to walk up to this one and like put your hand on it was really strange for me. And then just kind of like walk along the bridges. It was just, it was a perfect day. So yeah, I would say probably 
definitely North Shore. Um, but I feel like that might be the popular answer. There were a lot of people around, so it seems to be a popular place. There's a lot of people that have different favorite places. You'll get Mount Washington. Some people will say Southside, and you'll know exactly how old they are. So, <laughs> People have the level or hate the North Shore, so you can go ahead and know. Yeah, well, that's kind of like in Austin when people are like, oh, you definitely have to go to 6th Street. 6th Street is trash. You do not <laughs> want to go there. I can take you to better places. So <laughs> right. I, I think every city has that, what people say is the cool place and when it's yeah. really not. Mm-hmm. So really quickly, who is your favorite player? Because I, I heard it is Patrick Hornquist. Is that true? No. No? Okay. No. I do Oof. like him. He's mm-hmm. great. He also has a very beautiful family. Like whenever they <laughs> pop up on social media, I'm like, y'all are really blessed. Um, no, uh, Evgeny Malkin. Everybody loves the Russian bear. Yeah, he just a really great story. And I, I was watching Pittsburgh at home last night. That's been like my thing during quarantine is just the feel good stuff. All these players have like gone against so much stuff and then to just come out and still just really love what they do and really love Pittsburgh and the team. And it's just incredible. And he definitely is a big part of that. So I really admire him and he's really great. But of course, I, I have four Sidney Crosby jerseys in my closet so you know I mean you're not a Penguins fan unless you have multiple right exactly and I (laughs) you know and one of them I bought one of them was a gift you know that type thing exactly well Elena thank you again so much for coming on to the show we'll have to get you back sometime when there's actually hockey to talk about again everybody you can follow Elena at the life of Elena on Twitter or simply Life of Elena on Instagram. I'll give you the floor here for the last couple of minutes. Whatever you want to say, if you want to plug anything. Oh, I don't know. You're putting <laughs> me on the spot. I guess I already plugged your social media. Sorry about that. Yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I will tell a funny story to everyone. My husband is not a hockey fan, not a sports fan, not anything, but he's a, he's a good sport about it. He goes about one game a year with me. Um, about 10 minutes before we got on this call, I mentioned I was watching that interview that they did with Gensel and Cullen and um, Kunitz, and it was at a part where it had all four of them on the screen. And so my husband had just gotten back from getting food and kind of walks into my office for a second. He's like, oh, that's them. I'm sorry. So he thought that y'all were Chris Kunitz, Matt Cullen, and Jake Gensel. So who's who in this situation? I'm definitely uh, not I, Kunitz. I, I don't think either of us want to be Kunitz. I don't think I'm Kunitz. I'll be Kunitz. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. I think I'm older than you, Horwat. So I'll take Matt yeah. Cullen. I'll be dad, right. Matt Cullen, and then you're probably what Gensel. There we go. For sure. Yeah, but I just thought that was really funny, and I thought, you know, they might appreciate that. <laughs> and who knows? He might not have been. You know, he might have been joking, but I thought it was really funny. I was like, no, just go away. Not quite couple million dollars short of that yeah exactly maybe one day possibly yeah you still have the hockey skills over all of us though you know i've never played so who knows i could get out there and be a prodigy you could learn with ray ray yes oh (laughs) she's 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 been doing a great job but that poor girl she needs to learn her balance (laughs) (laughs) thank you again for joining us and like like i said we'll get you back on as soon as the season starts hopefully that's sometime here in the next month so thank you again hopefully soon thank y'all a huge thank you again goes out to elena for joining the show like i said a couple seconds ago you can follow her at the life of elena on twitter or simply at life of elena on instagram i had a really good time talking to her she's Mm -hmm. really knowledgeable and that story about how she became a pittsburgh penguins fan is hilarious and also i'm all right with being 
called Matt Cullen. People thinking I'm Matt <laughs> Cullen. Like, that's, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm sure you're cool with being Gensel. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've mentioned to you before, I feel like Gensel is the... He sounds like he chirps at inline hockey, and that's what I played, so <laughs> I can get behind that. Before we continue, we have a couple more things on this show today. The first thing is a news story that broke last week. We mentioned on our last episode, episode 56, all the good things the Pittsburgh Penguins have been doing in the community. And another one tacked on this week, Evgeny Malkin this time and his wife joined to help out the Ronald McDonald House Pittsburgh. They donated money that will be used to help provide daily hot meals and catering for about 20 families of hospitalized children. So Evgeny Malkin doing his part in giving back to the city of Pittsburgh joining with the Ronald McDonald House of Pittsburgh. So good on Evgeny Malkin. And you just continue to see these players and this organization give back during this time of crisis in the world with the pandemic that we don't know how long it's going to last. We mentioned at the top of the show, some counties in Pennsylvania have gone from red stage to yellow stage is what Governor Tom Wolf has been calling it, but not Allegheny County, not Cambria County where I'm at, Mm -hmm. and not 40 other counties, only 20 of the 60 counties in Pennsylvania or around that are moving on to the next stage. So as this continues to progress, it's nice to see players giving back like Malkin. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how long it's going to go. Um, you mentioned Malkin giving back the penguins have been doing a ton of things still like the Pittsburgh penguins foundation did, um, free donuts for FedEx and Phillips workers today. And apparently there's a couple of ice crew girls that, uh, are there other side jobs or main jobs or whatever it is are not they have not stopped like they've been working through this whole thing one of them yeah one of them is a a caregiver at a nursing home so she's in the she's in the dirt of it Um, i'm trying to do a whole story on all the things the penguins have been doing for the hockey writers so keep an eye out for that but um as we continue for our last part of the show here belanski i got a got a quiz for you Oh yeah, I've been uh, I've been worrying about this a little bit the last couple of days, but we'll see how I do. Yeah. So before we get into it, it's going to be a Mario Lemieux centered quiz. Now, for those of you that don't know, um, there are these YouTube videos that go up from TSN. They're on the bar down portion of their website and of their YouTube channel. That they're quizzes. They're hockey quizzes. They're hockey centric quizzes that you know, they bring in their writers and staff and see if they're able to answer ten to. You know, however many questions it is, the longest you can go. I know some of them was, can we name all of the first overall picks in reverse order? You know, one of them got to pretty far back. It was like 1980-something I think he got to. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, it was then it was naming all the Stanley Cups in reverse order, going going 1 to 99 using hockey numbers. It, there's some very fun and creative videos that they're fun to play along with, and I know Berlansky doesn't watch them. I watch them almost religiously. So I saw a Mario one come up, and I figured I'm going to shoot these off to Berlansky and see if he is able to go through them. And we're not going to eliminate you if you get one wrong. We're just going to keep housing through because... Yeah, we'll see how many I get right. I, I said before we started this, if I get six, I won't be disappointed because I do know a lot about the Penguins history, but at the same time, I can only know so much from a time before I was born. Right. So it's just a just a disclaimer. Don't Don't hate me so much because... I didn't get to really watch most of Mario's career, but I, I plan on doing at least six. That's that's my that's my low that I'm hoping for. All right, that's a good that's a good low. I forget, like I, I mentioned to you before, I forgot what I got whenever I did it, but um, it was fun. It was interesting, and I knew more than I was expecting to know. But I guess we can just jump right into it with 
Alrighty. Question number one is, what number did Mario Lemieux wear? Oh, wow. I don't... That's a tough one. Do you want me to give you the reason, too? <laughs> uh, no, you don't have to give the reason. But Okay. Well, he wore 66, and everybody knows it's because it's the inverse of 99 Wayne Gretzky. So I got one. Yes. Um, like I said, that was the easy one, and they can only get harder from there. Great. Um, how many Art Ross trophies did he win in his career? Art Ross won his first one in 88, and then one in 93. So I know he won at least... Actually, oh, wait, is it, um, I think six is, is my guess. It was either five or six, but I'm going to go with six. I'm going to go with six is correct. Woo! Look at that. I didn't know that one. I think I guessed four. I just yeah, I, I, I know at least four different seasons that I've seen stories about since this all started that he mm-hmm. won. And I was like, I know there's more than that. So I knew it was either five or six. So Okay. Whew, I'll take it. Two for two. Yeah, I mean, I, you got that <laughs> one over me. So there you go. Might be on a better pace than me. But this one is another relatively easy one. What team were the Penguins playing whenever Mario Lemieux returned? When he returned? Yes, his return game. Which return? <laughs> there were several. Like his return the, out of retirement? The big return, yeah. The one where they okay. take down that the That was against Toronto. Yep, correct. And they won They won that game. They shut him out, didn't they? Garth Snow shut them out 5 nothing. 5 nothing. And I know Mario had a goal. I, I, goal I and an assist. Goal and an assist. Maybe Goals. two assists. I know the first big assist happened like 30 seconds into the game. Yeah. So now this one's a fun one. Oh, boy. True or false? Let me use Nike deal that he signed. I forget when, but it was a million dollar Nike deal was cut short because he declined to do a commercial featuring Adam Sandler. Um, True or false? Is because that... Adam Sandler. See, I don't know. This could be a trick because he could have declined it for a different celebrity. And I don't remember. Like, I, I, I'm going to say false. Correct, and that, that's I'll give you that one because that's all I was able to get. Okay. Um, it was false, and the reason was the contract just ended. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Yeah. Well, it was just a true or false, though, right? I didn't yeah. have to say why. Okay, cool. That's four. I'm the contract just ended, and Nike realized they didn't have to put money into hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Screw you, Nike. <laughs> yeah. All right, this one. What junior team did Lemieux play for in the QMJHL? I'll let just the city slide if you can't get the name because I couldn't get the name. Um, I don't. I know he set the QMJHL record for points. Yes, but I don't. The team he played for. Yeah, I I'm gonna just throw one out there. I'm gonna say Quebec. Quebec's a very good guess, but it was no, it was the Laval. Laval. Oh, see, I was I thought about Laval, but I thought Chris Letang played on Laval, but I guess not. I forget just had a messed up. Is the Laval yeah. Voices or maybe something like that in French. Okay. Well, there's my first miss. I'll take it. Then they jump to the bonus, which was list three different crest designs that Lemieux wore with the Penguins. Three different crest designs. Yeah. Well, you have the, the Penguin Pigeon. The RoboPen? Well, you have the Pigeon, which is the bottom of our thing. Yes. But, oh, you just three different jerseys? You wore the RoboPen? The, uh, the Pittsburgh down the middle, and then he wore the one in the 90s that's kind of came back as the one that's now. Yeah, so he's only ever worn four, technically, yeah. but the skating pen was, penguin is basically the same, just a different color. Oh, yeah, because I guess he, he wore that in the early 2000s. Yeah, so that one's pretty much right. You got all four of them. They only asked for three, but and like I said, that was relatively easy. So this one's another fun one. Who stepped onto 
Consol Energy Center ice first. Whenever they opened, they had Mario and Sid there to break in the ice. Who was the first one to step on? I feel like this is something that Lemieux would have looked at Sid and tell him, like, this is your ice now. I want you to be the first on it. So I feel like Lemieux being the kind of guy he is would have let Sid on first. This one's kind of a trick question because it was both of them at the same time. Oh, that that ain't right, man. <laughs> yeah, if, if after this is over, I'll see if I can find the video. There's a short okay. little clip of them. They both just kind of, one of them just walks to the other end of the bench, to the other door, and says, all right, on three. And they both go oh. on at the same time. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, did, I didn't know that. But I think, what am I, five out of seven or something like that? Uh, Four out of six so far. <sighs> Crap. Oh, wait, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't check the bonus. Five out of seven, yes. All right, so this one was a really hard one that I didn't even know existed. Which rap group made a reference to Lemieux in a 1993 song? The full question was, what was the rap group, and can you name the lyric? I cut that part because I was clueless entirely. What rap group? Is it like a popular one? And I know I'm not supposed to ask for, for hints, but is it some one that I've actually heard of, or is it like not a chance that I get this? I can say they're very popular to the right crowd. I can tell you our buddy James is a huge fan of theirs. James. The Beastie Boys? No. That would have been no. my guess. I actually guessed Run DMC. The answer was Tribe Called Quest. I would not have gotten that one. Okay. On December 31st, 1988. Do I need to say any more? <laughs> 1988. Lemieux scored five goals, five yes. different ways <laughs> against the New Jersey Devils. One shorthanded, one on the power play, one at even strength, and a penalty shot and a shorthanded, or an empty net goal, excuse me, with two seconds remaining on the clock. That one was easy. Yep, I didn't even have to read the whole question. I just gave the date and you knew what the whole Give question the was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. If for anyone not, not sure, the question was what achievement did Lemieux reach that may never be reached again on December 1st, 1988? December 31st, 1988. And if you're playing along, I'm sorry I didn't give you a chance to answer that. It happens. If you know enough Mario stuff, maybe you should know that one too. All right, this one. He holds the second longest point streak in NHL history behind Wayne Gretzky. How many games is Lemieux's record? Oh, that one's a rough one. I just one. read a story like a month ago about when it ended. Ooh. So it was the first 53 games? It was 46. 46. Was 53 Gretzky's record? I don't know Gretzky's record, but probably. Okay. We'll have to figure that out. I I don't know why that, that number stuck in my head. So, so 46, okay. All right. Um, this was their final question before they went into a tiebreaker. Um, so this one's kind of a long one, multi-parter. So in Lemieux's career, as a player specifically, they wanted how many Stanley Cups, Conn Smythe, did he win? And then during the parades, what song did they play for him? So how many Stanley Cups and Conn Smites did he win? Is that the first part? Yes. He won two Stanley Cups and won two Conn Smites. Yep. That's a yeah. new part. And then the, what song did they, again with the music, I, yeah. this is a very music-centric episode right now, but what song did they play for him? I'm drawing a blank. I don't even know if I can venture <laughs> a guess at that one, so I'll, I'll, just, I'll just buzz out the second half. You're going to love it. It was the Super Mario theme song. <laughs> I, that never would have crossed my mind. Never in a million years. I was trying to think of rap songs yeah. <laughs> or like Queen, We Are the Champion or something like that. That Super Mario would have never, I mean, it should have, but it never would have crossed my mind. Yeah. I mean, I 
got that one and I knew because I had watched the 91 parade in full before and they kind of play it before he goes up to speak and it was really funny actually because it's a very weird piano sound and you just hear the did it did it and like it's very fun I'm definitely gonna have to look up that one. Oh yeah it's well worth it but now for the final question and this one is the hardest so if you get within a good vicinity I'll, cor- I'll call it correct I'm ready so we all know Lemieux didn't play a ton of games. Gretzky Correct. played far more. How many more games did Gretzky play than Lemieux? Oh, uh, how many more? I know Lemieux's game total was like he didn't reach a thousand games, which right. is something that nobody else really notices. The Mario Lemieux only had, I'm pretty sure, I think nine hundred and some games. So it's I'm gonna say Gretzky played three hundred and twenty more games than Lemieux. Gretzky played 572 more games. Holy crap. Really? Mario Lemieux officially retired after only 915 games. 915. Okay. 570. Yeah. That's... Some players don't even play 570 games in the league. This just goes to show Lemieux is the greatest player of all time. (laughs) Exactly. If it wasn't for, you know, surgeries, bad back, cancer. cancer. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't even know how much. I think I got six, which was my goal, but. Uh, official count one, two, better. three, four, five, six. And I'm going to give you two thirds for the long winded question we had. And then you were off by a couple hundred on the yeah, that, last one. Don't, so don't six, give me any credit for that last yeah. one. <laughs> so six and two thirds is more than what you were shooting for. Yep. Overachiever right here. And if you answered more than more than me, please let me know. Yeah. I'm curious to see who, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people, especially that grew up watching him mm-hmm. that knew mo- more of those answers. But if, if you knew more than me, first of all, congratulations. That's <laughs> not that big of a prize. I'm not that smart, but let me know. Cause I'm curious. Yeah. And like I said, that those questions came courtesy of the bar down quizzes. They have some really good videos of quizzes and just general fun stuff on hockey that gets featured on the trending page a lot. And it's good seeing hockey on the YouTube trending page, which is a rarity. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I might actually have to start checking them out. But then again, if they start doing stuff like this more frequently with the Penguins, you could always quiz me because I usually don't end up watching them. I watch other stuff. Like I said, the quizzes are a lot of fun. I could pull them up for days, and there's a lot of good podcast topics in there. So, Yeah, I have one more question for you, Horwat. Go ahead. Are you looking for an excuse to buy a New Jersey? Almost always, yes. <laughs> okay, so would winning a cool hockey gift card be reason enough for you? I'd say so, yeah. Well, you and everybody else that answered yes to the first couple questions are in luck because from May 1st to June 1st, we're doing another deal with CoolHockey.com. Any jersey you purchase through our link will automatically enter you into a draw to win a $175 Cool Hockey gift card. All you have to do is go to www.CoolHockey.com slash THPN, buy the jersey that's been on your wish list for months now. Then tell us on Twitter which jersey you ordered so we can connect you with your purchase for the live draw that's happening on June 6th. That's it. Anybody who buys a jersey through our link before June 1st will have a shot at a $175 gift card thanks to our friends at Cool Hockey. Oh, and one other caveat. Mm -hmm. If we see 10 of these sold before May 15th, we're just going to bump that right up to a $200 gift card. So get your friends and have them go and get enter for another chance to win this gift card. And maybe it'll be a $200 gift card and you have a better chance. Make sure to use the promo code THPN for 30% off 
One last time, that's www.coolhockey.com slash THPN. So not only are we giving you 30% off the jersey you buy right now, we give you an opportunity for a $175 or maybe even a $200 gift card to Cool Hockey, which we now have several jerseys from Cool Hockey. It is great quality, the best quality jersey I've had, and definitely the best fitting. So definitely Mm -hmm. you should go check that out if you want a jersey right now and if you want a chance at possibly getting two jerseys here in the next month. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, man. Everyone wants more jerseys, right? Exactly. That is going to be it for this one. You can follow Horwat at Nick Horwat 41 on Twitter. You can follow me at Nick underscore Berlansky on Twitter. And then you can also follow the show's Twitter handle at Iceberg Podcast. The tip of the iceberg can be found anywhere you get your podcast from. So please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We look forward to hearing any feedback we can from our listeners. The tip of the iceberg is brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. They're on Twitter at HockeyPodNet, or you can visit them at their website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. We'll see you guys next week.